0: Don't touch my hair, and it's the I wear. Welcome to Box Sprays and Bundles, where every episode you'll get a three-strand twist of authenticity, motivation, and relatability. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? What's up? What's up? Tired. I need my hand <laughs> back. <laughs> oh, my way. gosh. It came in like a wrecking ball. (laughs) It hit different today. I don't know if it's because it's raining, like super gloomy outside or what, but this is not the tea. Not at all. I feel like I got hit by a bus. (laughs) I think this week was just like really draining like everything tried to go back to normal and I don't think we were ready for that. Even me, like I didn't go out Friday, but I went out to like a pop-in area to have dinner and I wore heels. It was just, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready. I hit the, I hit the pavement too hard. <sighs> and on top of that, I went to Macero. So mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the spot. <laughs> the drinks speed <been> <laughs> And I drank it all. So, mm. what? Baby. I would have been like I a baby deer. <laughs> <laughs> but heels and sales drinks. Mm, that's a bad thing. That is a tennis shoe establishment. But girl, Especially if you finish cute drink flat. a cute flat. little sandal. A cute little sandal. Shoes tied all the way up. Girl. Last lace hole. Yo, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead because them drinks be way too strong. (laughs) (laughs) Those drinks don't wear off though. Like you got to go home and go to bed. It's no, it's no waiting it out at any point. Can't (laughs) eat a little bit of (laughs) chips. It's because they mix like hella shit in (laughs) one drink. I was looking at the ingredients like on on because I was like, look, I do not want to be embarrassed tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Have to have my husband come and get me like. I'm not with someone that either lives in my house or staying with me today. So I have to be smart about this. So I was really like looking at the ingredients in some drinks. And I was like, God damn, you mixing tequila and Prosecco together? Damn. They, they <laughs> and a mimosa. The, They're trying to populate the earth. Girl, okay. <laughs> this ain't even, we ain't even into the cocktails. That's a mimosa. I'm lightweight. <laughs> Just to just to set the scene for the listeners who have never been, I am a drinker. Like I, I drink, it's what I do, and I can handle my liquor. I went with Sierra's family members, including her mother. I had one, one drink. Sierra's mom looks over and goes, Tracy, you good? I was like, Yes, ma'am. I'm okay. She was like, Can you drive? I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hurting y'all one drink I was out of there eyes low. you would have thought I had shots all night long. Yo my mom when we got in the car she was like, you need to make sure she gets home okay <laughs> <laughs> shit I think the last time you and I went Sierra I, and I had to drive and we were like uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> who's gonna I drive? drive I think you more stable to drive I said oh Jericho, you' gonna have to drive <laughs> I was like, you sure you want me to try? All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Look, I didn't even I didn't even finish that drink that time. No, you didn't. Uh, That's why I was proud of you this time. How was y'all's week? My week has been crazy. I think just trying to prepare for spring break. Um and also have all the um, expectations of having your kids at a certain level <laughs> before a spring break. So this week was kind of crazy for me, but I am happy that I am on spring break and I need to make somebody's plans because sitting in the house all day is not going to be the tea. My week was, all of my weeks are all over the place, but this week in particular was crazy work was a lot um for those that don't know i do work in healthcare, and we my job is running a vaccination hub where we vaccinate up to 1500 people a day um and they're just coming in because like they got in they tried to sign up make an appointment um and they get in when they sign up it tells them the appointment says first dose well one day People were coming in and all we had to offer that day was the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Oh, baby. And when I say people were mad yeah. at me, ma'am, I'm just telling you what we have <laughs> for the day. I didn't say you had like nobody's forcing you to go in there and get vaccinated. This is what we have. I don't I don't know if we're gonna have Pfizer tomorrow, but you're welcome to cancel this appointment and attempt to sign up to come tomorrow. It's not a guarantee that you can get in. I don't know how many appointments are left, but like people were driving up like, are you serious? (laughs) I I wouldn't joke about this. People were saying it was, uh, I've never heard this. I don't know if I'm on the wrong side of Facebook, but people were saying it's made out of like baby fetuses. What? Have either of you heard that? I've heard like a rumor, but I don't think fetuses. Like, yeah, I heard no less than seven times either baby fetuses or it's made from aborted babies, and they don't want that. It doesn't work this this that another. I think it's a rumor because it's Johnson and Johnson, yeah, right, And so all the conspiracies going on right now, people really believe in like this crazy shit, <laughs> and it's really sad like why the why would they put baby fetuses in a vaccine? like, come on, now, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's true that it's not as effective as the other two. So what I heard um, is like it doesn't Johnson and Johnson won't keep you from catching it. Like you'll still catch it, but you just won't get as sick. Like it's yeah. not going to have you on a ventilator and dying. I, I, mean, I still think it's worth it. Oh, I mean, for sure. I personally yeah. have Pfizer, but if that's <laughs> what they have and you want to get vaccinated. Go ahead and get stuck. That's a one shot. Like you don't have to come back in 17 to 21 days. Get it over with and go see your family That's and wear your mask, please. I only had to, I'm so proud. Okay. So I worked on the day that the mask mandate ended. I only had to Mm -hmm. tell one person to put a mask on. Everybody else still did it. Most of these businesses are still requiring people to wear Mm masks anyway. And I love that for us because Greg just looks like the idiot that he is. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, that was my week. Just (laughs) a bunch of, you know, 1B folks cussing me out for things out of my control. I didn't bring the vaccine here, ma'am. I'm just here to administer. I don't even give you the shot. I'm just telling you, hey, go park over there, fill out this paper. And then a nurse, I'm not a nurse, a nurse, you don't want me to stick you, your arm's going to fall off. A nurse will see you in there. If you have any medical questions, I can't, I don't work that side of healthcare, honey. Yeah, well, it's annoying to me because it's like, well, if you would have signed up a long time ago, mm-hmm. then you would have got the vaccine that you want to get. Um, but since you wanted to wait until the frenzy um, <laughs> and you wanted it to what prolong it and prolong it now, you know, you have to get with what's there and. It's funny because when I got my vaccine, I was a little I felt some type of way because I had to get Pfizer instead of Moderna because I was dead set on getting Moderna. Mm-hmm. And they were just telling me like in the line, like, um, you better take <laughs> what we got because yeah. you know, this is this is regardless, it's gonna save your life, whatever. And it, it turns out to be a really good vaccine. Like I haven't gotten any symptoms or anything. So I just say go for it. I will say I see both sides of that coin. I uh, uh, My job offered it to employees, the Pfizer vaccine, starting early December. I think December mm-hmm. 4th is when they started. And I originally de- declined because of the allergies that I have. I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait. Let's see if we get Moderna or something else because like I don't know how that I'm going to react to that with the allergies that I have and what they're saying, um, the reactions may be. Um, But then as soon as Mr. Hot Wheels (laughs) announced (laughs) 100% capacity and no mask, I was like, sign me up. Whatever I can get, I got it. Um, I just so happened to be able to walk in. I didn't even have to make an appointment. I just... Having to be able to walk in on um, a Pfizer day um, when people weren't showing up for their appointments. I got a call in the middle of the day, and they were like, "Hey, we got extras. You want stick me? <laughs> like, I got to do something." <laughs> I mean, so I do get I do get both sides, but whatever is available to you, I suggest you take it for sure. I'm taking vines <laughs> on Friday. My first dose. Oh yeah! So yeah, I was a little apprehensive at first, but I know plenty of people, including you two, who have um, gotten either the Moderna or the Pfizer and have been fine. So well, yeah, I, I was also was apprehensive too because um, I don't know if I told y'all, but I've been having like some numbness on my left side or my right side and my like face and my arm. And so I was a little bit apprehensive about it, but I go to a neurologist that same day. So I'm going to talk to them and if things are fine, then I'm going to go like continue on with my appointment to get my vaccination. But today I wanted to talk a little bit about purpose as it relates to your career or what you feel like your purpose is on this earth to actually do. A little backstory. I was having a conversation with my um, director and it was, you know, how you have like your yearly review or whatever. And uh, for those who don't know and the listeners or whatever, I do work in HR. Um, So with HR, there's it's very multi multifaceted. A lot of people don't know that because, you know, you have to kind of be in it to know that there's like 18 different things that you can do that falls under the umbrella of HR. Um, right now I work in recruiting and I hate it. When When I said I was going to go into this field, I never wanted to do recruiting, but it's something that's a little easier to get, get in the door with because it's such a need. So for about five years now, I've just been, you know, in recruiting type roles and I really, my passion is more so like employee relations and like an HR business p- partner, which is kind of like a mediation between a department and HR. So this is the person that in a um, department or a manager or whatever would go to for all their HR needs instead of trying to find who to talk to in HR. They have this one person and that one person tries to do everything that they can for either the region, the department, whatever. That's like my long-term goal, like within the next five to 10 years. Um, So I was having this conversation with her and it really struck a nerve with me because I think I struggle with, I know personally myself, what I'm put on this earth to do what I would be happy in as far as work goes doing every day. But where I struggle with is communicating that to other people, especially at work. Now within my immediate life, like my personal life, everybody kind of knows me as somebody to be someone that they can come, come to for counsel. Right. And so I just just have that role within my own life, my own personal life. So I know for a fact that in my professional life, I could assume that kind of role too. So we were having a conversation and she was kind of asking me, you know, my goals or whatever. And it annoyed me first (laughs) because I had already conveyed this information to her, right? to her boss, um, my old boss and um, a mentor that they have me with now. And so she was talking to me and she was just like, I'm writing all this stuff down about you. And I didn't even know this about you. This is a, you know, due to COVID, we can't be in the office. So we're now in a remote Setting, so there's going to be things that you don't know about me because we can't. I can't just go to your desk and chop it up. You can't just come to my desk and chop it up. We can't go to lunch together. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's 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 going to take honestly on her end as a as a leader to kind of be more invasive, I guess, when she does get time face to face or camera the camera <laughs> but she was just telling me like I didn't know that this is you know this is something that you wanted to do and annoyed me because I was like I don't know how many different languages I have to say or tell you that this is what I want to do I hate recruit I don't like it like do I have to be an asshole about it or what um so she was telling me about that and then she was just like well I want you to write some bullet points down Because I don't even know if you know what you want to do. So I just want you to write some bullet points down and, you know, just shoot them to me over the next week or so. Just so, you know, I can know, you know, where you're at or what you want to do, because, you know, when I'm vouching for you for, for the leader above her, when I'm talking to him about you, I'm just like, she's really good at what she does. But, you know, I don't know if she wants to do this or what she actually wants to do and her goals. And I, that pissed me off. Like I have not sent her any bullet points because there's nothing more that I need to tell you. So on my one-on-one next week with her, I'm going to reiterate the fact that I've, this is something that I've been telling you that I want to do. And I don't want to do this. Um, I feel like personally that she thinks She doesn't see me in that role, right? So when someone doesn't know you and they don't know you professionally either, so they don't know you twice, (laughs) your vision for yourself might be a little bigger than what they see for you. And so I think that's what is happening right now. But at the same time, I feel like if I've said this multiple times to you, what am I not, what am I missing? Or what am I not saying that is making you understand that this is what I want to do? So I just kind of wanted to have a, a discussion um, about purpose and how do you know your purpose and what have you done to convey that or work towards that? I guess I'll chime in. Um, I think it goes back to, um, like how you said, you know, in your, your personal life, um, or your immediate life, how a lot of people seek count, you know, they come to you for counsel, right? Me, I, a lot of people come to me for like, they know I like to throw, like have parties or they know I, I do, um, I do well with, um, like creative things. And so, for me, a lot of like, even like my one of my friends a couple of years ago asked me to create this sign, uh, like a proposal sign, um, and then, what, about a year later, they asked me to do like a little small um, setup for their brunch. And so, for me, create like being creative or like crafting is is I feel like it's part of my purpose. Um, And as far as like planning things or like party planning things, however, I have it, I tap into it, but then I get scared. So like these opportunities have presented themselves to me um, and I do well and um, like it's on display, but then I kind of like revert back because I'm, I'm secure in where I'm at right now as far as my career. But that's not my total purpose or that's not what I see for myself like in the long run. And so for me, it's going for it and and, like working at it and perfecting it versus doing it and then just letting that be. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. So how do you feel like like what do you think needs to happen in order for you to live in that? I think I just need to really get serious with it and I think I need to invest in it as far as like, you know, the the business side of it and I need to I need to do like my homework and my research as far as as gaining the knowledge and skills for the business side of it cuz I'm good at what I do with the crafting. I can do that all day long, but like what happens when you have a customer who who's not satisfied what happens you know how do you manage your money correctly like all of those things so the business side of it is what scares me because then i feel like if i'm i do it and i do it for fun and yes they pay me but once somebody's not satisfied with me then that i take it personally If that makes sense. And so I just need to tap into the business side of it and, um, and perfect or not necessarily perfect that, but just get information on how to, um, to manage that as well as the crafty side of it or the the party side of it. Yeah. I could see that. All right. Let's let the resident fuck up weigh in. Um. So I hate when people ask me what is my purpose or what do I feel like my purpose is. Um, Just to set the background up, I am 10 years younger than my sibling and my parents were older when they had me. Um, My brother kind of got to do what he wanted to do when he was growing up and there was a lot of error in that. And because of that, my parents were strict on me they did a lot of the decision-making for me. I would say, hey, I wanna try this. And they would either tell me, yes, okay, you can try it. Or they would say, no, you're not gonna do that. Or no, we're not gonna let you do that. Um, So that kind of ingrained in me, how can I word this? I'm not very good at making decisions by myself. Anything that comes to me, I, I have to run it by somebody. I'm running it by a friend. Like, hey, what do you think I should do? Just because I'm not used to, I never had that freedom to, to do things on my own. I originally wanted to go to college for graphic design. Um, and my parents straight up told me no. They were like, if you go to college for that, like we're not helping you with anything. That's not a career. Boy, look at the world now. Anywho, they, they were like, that's not a career. We're not going to help you do that. Um, you, you pick something that can make you money, like a real job. So I was like, okay, and let me rewind a little bit. I either wanted to go to, I wanted to go to U of H or Prairie View. They were like, you're not going to either one of those schools. My brother went to Prairie View, was wilding. So they were yeah. like, yeah, you don't even get the opportunity to try that. U of H, that's in a big city. You're not going to know how to handle that. You can't go there. So I ended up going to Sam Houston because it was a little small town. But it was a little, you know, I was still kind of close to Houston. That's that's why I picked the school. I was like, I'm still, I could still make it to the big city. But anywho, I ended up going for psychology. And that was just like a, eh, I talk to people all the time. I like knowing why people do the things they do. That sounds like a, re- a real career. And my parents are like, yeah, that's fine. You can go for that. Um, I have that degree. Don't do a damn thing with it um because it's it's not a it's not really a passion of mine i tried to psych myself out and say that was really what i wanted to do but i've now realized that i'm the type of person who i have to try something to know if i like it or not um so when you ask if i about my purpose i don't think i found it yet Cause I literally have to find something that seems interesting to me and I'll, I'll dabble in it for a little bit. If I like it, I'll stick with it. If I don't, it gets dropped. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I see it as both one because I, uh, I see it as a good thing because I'm not going to be stuck forever doing something I don't want to do, but I see it as a bad thing because I am almost 30 and I'm still out here. <laughs> trying this, trying that. Um, I don't have a set career. What I do now is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, it's more of just, I guess, a networking role for me. I'm trying to see whose face I can get in, and what I can do next. Um, of all the jobs I've ever worked, I think one, one or one or two, I've I've gotten because I straight up applied for them anything else, somebody else has put in front of my face. Like, hey, this place is hiring. I think you would be good for that. Let me see if I can get you in the door here. So that's my, I guess, biggest downfall with finding my purpose. I Somebody has to present an idea to me, or I have to ask somebody what they think about it first, because I don't, Sounds horrible. I don't know how to make decisions on my own because I wasn't allowed to. And I mean, that's not really an excuse as an adult. Like I said, I'm pushing 30. I got to figure it out soon. But uh, it it took a lot of, I don't think soul searching is the, the, the word I'm looking for. But I just recently discovered these things about myself within the last, I'd say, year and a half, two years, like where my downfall is. But we're working on it. I'm finding soon. It's coming. Because <laughs> this, this situation right here is it's not working for me anymore. I have a question. Do you feel like, it, to either one of y'all, do you guys feel like, um you know, the notion that they say like, oh, your purpose is like like it's fun or like it's fun every day it's something that you want to go to every day or something that you want to do every day do you believe in that like whatever your job or what your person your like you have to be so like passionate about it and it's your like do you do you believe in that i mean i'm not i i feel like not every day is going to be all butterflies and skittles and roses um <laughs> But I do feel like if it's something that you um you really want and it's something that does does motivate you, then you're willing to go through the ups and downs of it. If that makes sense. So, have y'all seen the movie Soul on Disney? Yes. yes. So that movie dragged the fuck out of me. But um, I mean, what I took away from it, they were saying like uh. As a soul, like you couldn't go to earth until you found your spark. And the main character the whole time was like, his purpose is music. That's what he's supposed to do. Yada, yada, yada. And then at the end of the movie, it's like your spark and your purpose can be two different things. Mm -hmm. Like just using you as an example, Jericho, like your spark is crafting. Like that's what you love to do. That's what brings you joy. But your purpose may be teaching. Like you're here to to guide somebody's child. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is your purpose. That's for you. That's what you're supposed to do. And crafting is what brings you joy. It's two different things. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't think your purpose is supposed to bring you sunshine and rainbows every day. It's not going to be great. It may not be your passion. That's just what you are really good at. That is your talent. And that's what's supposed to. That's what you're supposed to do for somebody else, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm wording it the right way. Mm-mm, I got um, you. But that's what I learned from the movie. So um, <laughs> I think I have many sparks. There are many things that I enjoy doing that could, could bring me money on the side. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as purpose, still searching. <laughs> <laughs> for me, honestly, since... Meeting my husband, I know what a purpose is because this man lives, dies, eats, breathes football. Mm-hmm. And he is not only just football, but teaching and coaching and all of that. That brings him so much joy. Like I would never be able to take that from him because it would it would remove a piece of his happiness. Mm-hmm. And there's days that, you know, it's rough because they have long hours and the kids are always calling and FaceTiming him. There, It's rough, but that is his purpose. For me, my purpose is to counsel. Like I know because it comes so naturally to me. It comes so easily to me. That's my purpose. Now, what I would... What would probably make me happy every day, and I would live just like um a joyful life is to just be rich, period. Yeah, like <laughs> so serious. Like there's people who are rich and miserable. Mm-hmm. That w- that could never be me. Mm-hmm. That could never be me because I would do so much, even within my purpose, which is giving counsel to people, right? I would do so much that. Every day would be sunshine, literally, (laughs) because I wouldn't have any restraints. Like For me, I noticed, which freaking sucks, honestly, because the whole trajectory of being an adult is having responsibilities, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes responsibilities can make you feel a little caged in, a lot of caged in. And so I've realized as an adult, although... I'm supremely responsible, probably more than a lot of my peers and a lot my parents even too. There's times where I just don't want to do anything. Like, I feel bad for my husband because I'm transitioning into a person that I want you to take care of it. You know, I'm sorry that, you know, when we first got married or when we first started dating or whatever, that I could take care of everything and handle everything and be on point with everything. But now it's kind of like, I'm tired, like almost 30 years of being the responsible one, being the oldest, being, you know, being that person. I, I'm i realizing what brings me joy is not having to do that. Mm-hmm. My spark, I guess you can say, is just living without any restrictions. And I don't know how I'm going to get there. because i'm pretty sure a lot of people would like to 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 live that way i don't know how i'm gonna get there but i think i have to and there are people that live that way Mm -hmm. um they wake up every day and they get to live their passions and and do kind of what makes them happy but at their own expense of, okay, I'm going to do this for two hours and then I'm going to do nothing or Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm just going to go shop and, or I'm going to have a chef come and cook. So I don't have to, or, you know, something like that. Like people live that life. (laughs) And I'm not saying that that I don't want to work because that's not it Mm -hmm. because I still have to do something that fulfills me. But I think I, I've learned that about myself. I have. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that because I mean I don't dream of being a housewife, but I hate when people ask me like, "Well, what is your dream job?" And have you ever heard people say, like, "I don't dream of labor. Like, I don't want to work if yeah. my husband made all the money or made most of the money, and I was the homemaker, like." I just got to keep this motherfucker tidy, whether I do it myself or I have somebody come in and do it for me. But it's done and I don't have to go clock in somewhere. I can sit home and like make rugs on the side when I wanted to. Like, hey, guys, commissions are open for the month. I'm going to slap out four or five rugs and bring in a few hundred dollars as play money because he's going to give me some money (laughs) over here. (laughs) I would absolutely sign me up girl blood (laughs) donate like I'll sign in blood I would I would definitely do that um and like Sierra said like I don't want to not work at all but I would like to work because I want to work not because who's gonna pay these bills next month I and see for it's weird for me because I would never want to be a housewife I would never want to be a housewife like that's not something that I would ever want to be. It's weird because like <laughs> I don't even know how to to word it to where that it makes sense. Like I do want to work, maybe head of a foundation or something of that nature, but I just want to have the freedom to say, "Oh, I don't feel that excited to come into work, so I'm just going to take 2 weeks <laughs> off." Somebody else will handle this, but I'm just going to go to, like, Jamaica and Mm -hmm. take some time to kind of just revamp myself. Because I think when it comes to passion or purpose, passion and spark, I think that if you are too dogmatic about all three of them, it just all turns you off, you know? Mm -hmm. And I also think that, like, you need to rejuvenate yourself, um and that's not something that i have done during this process of of figuring out any of that um which could have some problems um or could cause some issues but yeah i just kind of want to have a discussion about you know purpose and see where y'all were at with it i know we're kind of at a weird age to where we are expecting people to take us seriously financial wise, but not at the same time. You know, we kind of feel like we're too young to know exactly what we want to do every day, um, but too old to not have an idea. I think the the state that the economy is in makes that even harder to achieve. You see these boomers talking about how they have no education or anything and they made it to the top and, and they're eating very well. Mind you, Mm -hmm. us millennials are over here, educated, two and three times Mm -hmm. over. They want you to have a doctorate and they want to pay you 20 an hour. What? Right. What what am I supposed to do with that? What can I get with that? So then you have millennials thinking like, I can't work a nine to five. I got to start a business. Mm -hmm. I have to to work for myself to get this money. And and we're just in a, a very tough place. So um, I've also learned to be easier on myself about not knowing what my purpose is and not to compare myself to people who have found it because it is hard out here, Um, especially if you don't have the exposure or the right guidance to find that for yourself. I think, too, though, like as you grow and as you change, sometimes what you, you know, Find as your purpose, or what you find as like you being passionate or sparked about changes also. And so some like back then, oh, teaching was like the thing and mentorship and 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 making you know, having a girl's mentorship. That was like my goal forever. But then I think I am in a place too where I am changing, like my thoughts about that are changing. Yes, I'm great at it, I'm good at it but I also know that there's something else out there for me that I haven't tapped into. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at <laughs> in life. Cause I feel like, Oh yeah, I've, I've got the success of, you know, of being teacher and I'm not 100% where I want to be, but I'm not bad off. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I feel like there's something out there that's more for me that I haven't tapped into that, I don't know how to get there. Um, but I think the biggest thing is to f- figure it out and then to start it, to really tap into it. Starting it is <sighs> key. I guess it all kind of comes down to being assertive, you know, and being proactive. That is all that I had for you guys today. Does anybody want to introduce our new segment to the, the listeners? Take it away, Sierra. Well, guys, <laughs> um, we will be bringing you guys a new segment called Hold Your Ear. That is essentially why we started the email address, xbbnb um, at gmail.com. So, Email us any situation that you um, would like our feedback on, any advice. um, We will read it on the show. Uh, We will not say your name. If you want us to use a fake name, you can use a fake name, but we will not disclose who you are ever. And we will give you our feedback. So that is going to be one of our new segments that we will be bringing to you guys. So we hope to hear from y'all. Send us some juicy stuff. Yes. (laughs) 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 Yes. <laughs> 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 Alrighty. Anybody got anything else to add? No, not at all. I think I'm good. Alrighty, guys. That is our show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Box Brazen Bundles Pod and Twitter at BB and B pod. And we'll see you back in our chair in two weeks. Bye guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.